I'm Elliot Malkin, and this is The People. In 1967, at the age of 17, Stephen Heller walked into the office of the New York Free Press trying to sell his cartoons and ended up getting a job as an assistant to the art director. He went on to art direct not just the Free Press, but a host of other underground publications, including the New York Review of Sex, Rock, and Screw. By 1975, he was an art director at the New York Times, where he worked for over 30 years. He's now a department chair at the School of Visual Arts in Manhattan and a prolific author and columnist, Stephen Heller. Hello. Let's start at the beginning. You got kicked out of Hebrew school. (laughs) You got kicked out of the MoMA after-school program. Right. You got kicked out of NYU. You got kicked out of SVA. What else have you gotten kicked out of? Well, first of all, Kicked out of Hebrew school, I ended up getting bar mitzvahed, so I wasn't totally kicked out. I was reprimanded and suspended. I got asked to leave the MoMA because I was rambunctious, but I was able to make a piece while I was there that got displayed in one of the hallways. I got asked to leave NYU because they were just weird. They were Puritan. I was working on Screw, and they didn't like the idea. I was asked to leave SVA because I never went to classes. Um, I can't recall being kicked out of much anything else. By the time I was 25, I was at the New York Times. Did you ever find yourself getting into trouble at the Times? Well, I never got in trouble at the Times. Like, I never wanted to show full frontal nudity in the New York Mm -hmm. Times. It was never appropriate. Do you still have traces of that kid in you? all the time. I mean, part of it is innate. Part of it is inert. You know, I'm still in a field where I believe that you can't just follow the the grid. So you started the New York Review of Sex. New York Review of Sex and Politics. Sex and Politics. Did you have some kind of preoccupation with sex? No, I got involved in newspapers, underground newspapers, because that's what was going on at the time. And I just happened to be in a place where our political left-wing newspaper was not doing too well. And some guys came into the office and said, let's start a paper called Screw. And they needed a layout person, and I was there. So I worked with them for five issues, and then I um, had a a run-in with Al Goldstein, who was the publisher, and uh, started with two other colleagues from the New York Free Press, something called the New York Review of Sex. Was I overly sexed, undersexed? I was a teenager. Uh, When I started it, I was 17 years old. You started that in opposition to Screw. Started it in opposition to Screw, a competitor to Screw, The reason it worked for the brief moment it did, there were only 20 issues as opposed to Screw, which had a thousand or so issues. The reason it worked is the notoriety it got and the controversy it caused and the court cases that came from it that set a precedent for other publishers and other people to take the next steps. Because it would have been considered pornography back then. It was considered pornography. I came across a subpoena I got We were pretty much a three-man and came down to a two-man band. So we had a lot of people doing things who were us. So these subpoenas would come in the name of my pseudonyms. You know, it, it, it was a moment in time that I took advantage of and actually learned a lot about 
the field that I ultimately went into. So you didn't know that this was going to be a long career? You didn't seek that out? Well, I didn't seek it out in the way somebody would seek out a career, going to college, getting a degree, looking for work within that field. No, I didn't do that. I always knew I wanted to be some kind of artistic type because I knew I wanted to get my cartoons published. I figured maybe I'd go back to college, maybe I wouldn't. NYU had its own plans for me. They decided that I shouldn't be there anymore, and that was fine. But it it all fell into line. It was like fate. Do you think it could have worked out that way today, given the way the media is structured? I don't know. I mean, to speculate, I can't even hope to do that. It's like... uh, I can make connections between the underground press and blogging. I can make connections between the underground press and the DIY aesthetic. Uh, And I do. I write about this stuff. But, you know, who knows what would happen? You've written, what, 168 books Mm -hmm. on top of your day jobs. Mm -hmm. How the fuck are you so prolific? One of the things I wanted to do desperately when I was younger was do a book, make a book. And it just snowballed. You know, a lot of my books are heavily visual, and I've done lots of books where I have collaborators. So I do one thing. I write or I conceive or I research, and then I have somebody else who does another thing. What's more, once a book is sent to the publisher, their editing staff, if it's a good publisher, is pretty thorough. So things that might be sloppy on my part get cleaned Uh, questions are returned to me and I have to answer them. So to be perfectly honest, I am not great at anything. I'm good at a lot of things. And the fact is, if I just had two books out, I wouldn't be me. I need to have 168 to say that's who I am. Okay, so can you get closer to the mic? Mm-hmm. And, like, kind of get it up in your face. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be that close. You can, like, lean back, like, six inches. 